Welcome back. It's Harvey's Huddle Time. I'm your host, Jax Harvey. It is great to be back with you. Took a few weeks off. Had some issues with, you know, just school stuff. Life of a university student right now. Had some issues with studying and, and trying to figure out timing. and we just, we just had to take a few weeks break. And I'm sorry for that, but... We are back. It's been an exciting three or four weeks in the NFL. Uh, a lot has changed, believe it or not, and a lot. Some things have stayed the same. Uh, it's going to be great. I'm excited to talk about it with you guys today. If you haven't already, go hit me up on Instagram at Harvey's Huddle. We're on Twitter at Harvey's underscore Huddle. We're on Facebook as well. Harvey's Huddle is the page name. Uh, go hit me up in all of those places. It's been great. It, even though I've been away from the microphone for a few weeks, uh, it's been awesome to interact with you guys on the social media uh, platforms that we have. And it's been great to have conversations with everyone and anyone that we can. So love it. I I try to tweet out on Sundays about various things and especially during those primetime games. So especially hit me out on Twitter. Let's start it off with the top 10 list. It's been a few weeks. The last time we did it, I had the Cardinals at number one, uh, Cowboys, Titans, Packers, Ravens, Bills, Bucks, Vikings, Patriots, and Chiefs in that order from one to 10. This week it's going to look a little bit different, so let's uh, let's take a look. At number 10, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that when the Bengals are on and when they, when they turn themselves into a team that is actually performing to their highest ability, they're a top five football team in the NFL. They can beat anyone and everyone when they're... Uh, on their A game, but it's been a little bit inconsistent uh, down the last few weeks. A huge win on Sunday for the Bengals, um, and I think they're going to start coming alive again in the later part of this season, hopefully being able to get into the playoffs because I think seeing Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and that Bengals defense would be a plus for us to see wildcard weekend. At number nine, I have the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, they're a quality team. Herbert's playing very well, as uh, I expected him to this season. Keenan Allen's doing a good job. Austin Eckler's doing great. The defense is doing well. And the coach is... He's ballsy. <laughs> he's uh, hes not afraid of anything. Staley's not afraid of anything. He's a great football coach for this Chargers team that I think in the head coaching position has lacked a head coach who uh, is willing to take those risks for the betterment of the team. And so, great job by this Chargers team. They're definitely a top 10 in my er, list at number 9. At number 8, I've got the Buffalo Bills. I I love the Bills. I th I've had very high hopes for the Bills throughout the offseason and throughout this season. However, ever since their loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars, this Bills team has not been the same. And they weren't and it started it didn't start at the end of the Jaguars loss. It started at the beginning of that loss and they have just fallen apart it looks like. 
even though they've fallen apart, they're still better than some of these other teams, uh, namely Chargers and Bengals, of course. Uh, They haven't been the same. Josh Allen hasn't been as electric. This defense hasn't scored as much since that loss, and I think they need some soul-searching. They need to dig deep and try to figure out how to right the ship before playoff times um, because they could be a Super Bowl team. From how they were playing at the beginning of the season, they could be a team that's in the big game if they can turn it around. And number seven, I got the Cowboys. They've got a little bit of a slump as well, but I think they're a balanced team. I think they've got a possible defensive rookie of the year and defensive player of the year in Micah Parsons. I think that should be the route that the NFL goes for that those two awards because there is no better defensive player in the NFL right now than linebacker Micah Parsons. It shows in the stats, especially in the last nine games, and it shows in the way that this defense is able to rally around him. I think the focal point of the Cowboys defense lies not in Trayvon Diggs, but in Micah Parsons, their rookie. I think the Cowboys are a good team. Um, They've got Ezekiel Elliott, who's had a little bit of injury issues, and then Tony Pollard tore his... Uh, I can't, oh, it's, I'm going to try to pronounce it. It's really embarrassing, but it's like plantar fascia or something like that. Um, in the heel, he, he, some, somewhere there. He tore it, and he wasn't able to play last week. Um, but they've got a good team. When Dak Prescott plays well, the Cowboys do well. When he doesn't play well and he doesn't have a supporting uh a supporting player like Tony Pollard or like Ezekiel Elliott, who's healthy, then he struggles a little bit. And I think that if they can start getting some consistency at the running back position right now, uh, especially in terms of production, they'll be able to be the football team that we all expect them to be. At number six, I have the New England Patriots. Now, some people probably would think that I should have them in the top five. I was wrong about Mac Jones. I will say that right off the bat. I had a lot to say about him in the offseason. Not a lot of confidence in that draft pick by Belichick and the Patriots. I've been proven wrong. I was dead wrong about Mac Jones. He's doing a great job under Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. Um, They're doing a great job with him, and I think him alongside... This insanely stout defense in New England, it's a match made in heaven. For a rookie quarterback to have a defense like he has right now, you couldn't ask for anything better. And I think that is a very key aspect to how he's played in his rookie campaign. If you have a great defense, you have more opportunities to play well. And you also have... How do I put it? You have a chance to make mistakes. I think that's the most important thing when you're having a rookie starting as your quarterback in their rookie season, you need to have a um you need to have a team and a game plan where you're going to allow for that quarterback to make mistakes or even if it's if it's any rookie player. I think especially on the offensive side of the ball and especially in an offensive key position, um, like quarterback, you need to have a great defense to allow him to make mistakes 
and not have to worry about the whole game falling apart. Let's look at Trevor Lawrence. He's made a ton of mistakes. He's He threw like four interceptions in his first game. But the defense in Jacksonville isn't there to back him up and to allow him to make those mistakes. And so you see... You see probably a little bit of... Uh, you don't see as much growth in Trevor Lawrence as you do in Mac Jones this season. And I think a large part of it is because of the Patriots' defense. Uh, at number five, I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not entirely convinced about this team. Uh, Tom Brady's playing fantastic football. People are talking about him being MVP, which is kind of ridiculous to me. And I will talk about that later because I think there's a clear MVP for me in this league. They're winning when they need to. They're playing well on offense. They're playing well on defense right now. And this team is is looking solid. Looking solid for a good solid playoff run. I don't think they're going to be able to make it out of the NFC for the Super Bowl. But I think they're going to be able to make at least a... A game or two into the playoffs. At number four, I have the Los Angeles Rams. A uh, solid win against Arizona on Monday night, but they need to be consistent down the stretch. This middle of the season has been a nightmare for Sean McVay and the Rams, but if they can right the ship now and they if they can start being consistent in their wins and in dominating wins against weaker opponents... I think they'll have the ability to start off on the right foot in the playoffs. At number three, number three is a little bit of a surprise to me. I had them at number 10 in my last top 10 list, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs right now are the hottest team in the league. No doubt about it. They are playing fantastic football, not just on offense. And in fact, I would say they're playing some slightly above average uh, football on offense. This defense for the Kansas City Chiefs is winning them football games. And this defense for the Chiefs is the difference maker in this season right now. Patrick Mahomes is having an offseason, which if you look at the stats and you say that's an offseason for a quarterback, uh, he's having a little bit of an off an off regular season right now. Um, the running game, I, I, in my opinion, they need to take a step back from Clyde Edwards Alaire right now and run with Williams. Williams has been nothing but incredible. He, he has been one of the best parts of this offense, especially when they've started to come alive here in the middle of the season. And I think they need to stick more with Williams instead of Clyde Edwards Alaire. And I know that might be hard, but I think that's a step in the right direction for them because they're going and and who knows, maybe they're trying to save Williams for the playoffs. I feel like that's what they usually do. Um, so maybe that's why we're seeing more Clyde Edwards-Alaire. But I think Williams should be a starting running back in this league, especially for the Kansas City Chiefs. Anyways, this team is hot, hottest team in the league right now. And it's mostly due to how well their defense is playing. At number two, I have the Green Bay Packers. Uh, another well-balanced team. Rodgers is playing as good as he always has. Uh, a lot of people calling for him to win MVP as well this season, which is ridiculous that you have Tom Brady 1, Rodgers 2. Not necessarily in that order, but 
I don't know why it needs to be. I don't need. I don't know why everything I see when it comes to the MVP award is all quarterbacks. Top five lists, all quarterbacks. Josh Allen. You're putting Josh Allen in a MVP situation. Josh Allen does not deserve to be MVP. Kyler Murray does not deserve to be MVP this season. I'll tell you who it is later, but I. I, it, it drives me crazy that the MVP is now the MVQB award. It's not the most valuable player. It's the most valuable quarterback. And that's ridiculous to me. Finally, at number one, we've got the Arizona Cardinals. I know, I know, they lost to the Rams. They've lost a few games now. But right now, I think they've got the most well-balanced team in the NFL. I think their defense is great. Their offense is great. Um, they had some issues on Monday night football and I think, I think this team is really great. Now we'll see how this team responds to Deandre Hopkins being injured. It looks like he's injured for the rest of the regular season, at least. So will they be able to get him back for the playoffs? Will they be able to play as well as they did without him all season long? I think this is going to be a really important stretch, really important final stretch for the Arizona Cardinals. But I think that right now they are the best team in the NFL and they are the team to beat, in my opinion, in the NFC. If not, it's the Packers. Um, they're, they're really neck and neck there. And I, I'm so excited, just as a side note, to see the NFC playoffs. The divisional round is going to be insane. There's so many great teams in the NFC right now, and in the AFC, actually, for that matter. But the, this playoff, mark my words, it's going to be one of the close, one of the closest playoff matchups all around the board in recent memory, in the last 10, 20 years. It's going to be a fantastic, fantastic playoffs in the 2021 season. And there you have it. I got Bengals, Chargers, Bills, Cowboys, Patriots. Bucks, Rams, Chiefs, Packers, Cardinals. Let's head over to this week's two previews. Uh, first, I'm going to take a look at the Green Bay Packers taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Tyler Huntley, he went 27-38, to 38, 270 yards, two fumbles lost, one touchdown, zero interceptions. He also added six carries for 45 yards in their loss against Cleveland. Lamar Jackson, of course, hurt his ankle. Uh, early on in that game. It looks like he's questionable to play. Everything I could see, he's day-to-day right now. He didn't practice as of um, Thursday and Friday, but we'll see how things go for Lamar. Devonta Freeman, he had 13 carries for 64 yards and no touchdowns. Uh, Mark Andrews, he had 11 catches on 11 targets. 115 yards and one touchdown. And then Rashad Bateman, 7 of 8 for uh, catches against targets with 103 yards through the air. Now, the Raiders, or the Raiders, the Ravens defense, they're currently on the season 60.4% completion percentage, which is 5th in the NFL, 3,459 passing yards allowed, which is 30th in the league. Only six interceptions on the season, which is tied for 27th. Not shocking considering all of their injuries in the secondary. Uh, Only 26 sacks on the season, tied for 23rd in the league. They've allowed 1,111 rushing yards, which is top number one in the league. 
and 3.9 yards per carry, which is tied for third in the NFL. Again, can't stress enough, the injuries on this team is akin to the Dallas Cowboys of last year. It's just, it's been awful to see Ravens fans going through the roller coaster that is who's who's getting injured this week who are we going to lose this week and uh it i i can't imagine it's really hard for this team to pull together but they have done it they've done it all season long and right now they're holding on to number 1 in the AFC North like props to them despite the injuries and despite what happens for the rest of the season they have overcome so much and this team has shown such a resilience that is honestly just impressive and unprecedented. I know we've heard that word a lot, but it is it is crazy how well this team has done despite the insane amount of adversity they've had this season. Aaron Rodgers, he went 29-37, 341 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions in their win against the Chicago Bears on Sunday Night Football. On the season, he's at 3,219 yards, 67.3 completion percentage, 27 touchdowns, and 4 interceptions, which in my opinion is not MVP numbers. Uh, and I'll tell you why in a few minutes. I know I keep teasing that, but but I got someone. I got someone for MVP for you guys. A.J. Dillon, he went 15 carries, 71 yards, and no touchdowns on the ground. Devontae Adams, he had 10 catches on 13 targets, 121 yards, and two touchdowns through the air. And Alan Lazard had six catches on seven targets, 75 yards, and a touchdown as well. Uh, the Packers' defense, they went or on the season, they're at 62.3% completion percentage allowed, which is seventh in the league. They're allowing 6.7 yards per pass attempt, which is tied for fifth in the league. 23 passing touchdowns have been allowed by their defense, which is 23rd in the NFL. And they're, they've had 14 interceptions on the season, which is tied for sixth in the league. I think Ravens injuries right now, they're just too much to overcome, especially if it keeps Lamar Jackson out of this football game. The Packers offense is going to overwhelm the Ravens defense and the Packers defense. I think they're going to force at least three turnovers in this game, especially if Tyler Huntley's playing. Packers are going to win this one 37-17. Next, we're going to take on two teams that last played in Week 13. New England taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz in their win against the Texans. He went 16-22, 158 yards, and one touchdown with zero mistakes. Jonathan Taylor. You've been waiting for it. Jonathan Taylor. 32 carries, 143 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Listen to his season stats right now. Tell me if this sounds like an MVP of the league. 1,348 yards on the ground through 14 weeks. First in the NFL. 16 touchdowns through 14 weeks. First in the NFL. Three rushing touch or rushing touchdown. Three rushes of over 40 yards. That's also number one in the NFL. He's had at 10 rushes of 20 or more yards, which is first in the NFL. That sounds like an MVP to me. And if it doesn't sound like an MVP to me, Cooper Cup deserves MVP more than Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Jonathan Taylor's the league MVP this year, and he's going to prove it in the next four weeks. 
and it's going to be it's going to be a running back winning MVP. It needs to be. I don't know why the NFL is showing all these graphics of Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. Who's going to be the league's MVP? It should not be either of them. Jonathan Taylor is your MVP of the 2021 season. I don't care who they give the award to in February. Jonathan Taylor is the MVP of the NFL in 2021. And that's a fact that all fans know it's not a quarterback award this year. It's a, it belongs to the Indianapolis Colts running back. Michael Pittman, he went six for eight, uh, 77 yards in or through the air. And the Indianapolis defense right now on this season, they've allowed 26 passing touchdowns, which is tied for 30th in the NFL and 15 interceptions, which is tied for fourth most in the NFL. Uh, they haven't been as impressive as they have been in seasons past in the defensive category, uh, but they're not doing terrible. Now, the last game that we have the Patriots playing is against Buffalo, and if you don't know, if you're living under a rock, it was an insane game in terms of weather. Mac Jones, he went 2 of 3 for 19 yards, no passing touchdowns, no interceptions in that insane game. Damian Harris, he had 10 carries for 111 yards and a touchdown, and Ramondre Stevenson had 24 carries, 78 yards, and no touchdowns, and a tight, tight, tight win for the New England Patriots. Patriots' defense this season, like I said before, has been insane. 58.6% completion percentage, second in the league. 6.4 yards per attempt, which is also second in the league. 2,542 passing yards allowed, which is third in the league. 15 passing touchdowns allowed, which is third in the league. And they have 19 interceptions on the season, which is second in the NFL. I think this is going to be a tight game. And I think this is going to be a lot tighter than people are going to think um, going into it. I think it's going to depend on two things. One, it's going to depend on how Carson Wentz responds to the stout uh, Patriots defense. If he starts making mistakes, the Colts are going to lose. He's got to be smart, and he's got to keep the ball in the Colts' hands when they have it. Two, Jonathan Taylor. How is Jonathan Taylor going to affect this game, and how well is he going to play? It all depends on him. If he can play as well as he has all season, the Colts are going to win this game, and I think the Colts are going to get a statement win here. I think it's going to show to them, because there's a lot of people that are calling for Mac Jones to be Offensive Rookie of the Year and for this Patriots defense to already have a spot in the Super Bowl. I, and I think that's ridiculous, I, in my opinion. Um, we'll get to that at another time, but I, I think that's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous to say the Patriots deserve to just waltz into the Super Bowl right now because, sure, they, they, they're having a good season this year. It started off a little rocky. They're, they're picking it up. But I think the Colts are a good team. I think they have the MVP on their side. And I think he takes control of this game and the Colts win it 28-25. to There you have it. I got the Packers. Got the Colts. Hit me up on Instagram at Harvey's Huddle. We're on Twitter at Harvey's underscore Huddle. And we're on Facebook. Harvey's Huddle is the page name. Let me know what you think. And we will talk it out. We'll have a civil conversation and we will discuss 
everything that you disagree about what I just said. Jonathan Taylor for MVP. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jackson Harvey. This has been Harvey's Huddle. Take care.